This is District Sentinel Radio. It's that newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are in the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. While you're there, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. We've got a brand new Sentinel cast up from Friday. We uh, had a little conversation with the hell dude, Tarek from Mike Dicta podcast. Talked about Michael Cohen, the Cohen of shame. Yeah. Yeah. Cohen, Cohen's got a hill to climb. <laughs> Speaking of that episode, we have to issue a correction. In guilty or innocent, we said that Mario and Luigi were innocent. I remember that, yeah. Twitter user at a big Asian man, all one <laughs> word, had this to say, quote, Mario and Luigi are cops and therefore guilty. Wario and Waluigi are heroes. <laughs> this is 100% correct. We regret the error. How is this? Co- Wait a sec. Aren't, aren't Mario and Luigi plumbers? In the uh, Mario, Wario, Luigi, Waluigi paradigm, in that dichotomy, they are the cops. <laughs> I think this requires a little more research. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get more into Mario canon, and I will come back with an answer to this question. Look, I'm just saying that Waluigi and Wario are legitimate business people. And Mario and Luigi have to come up with this fucking respectability shit and try to bring them down. So I think that uh, is kidnapping. Kidnapping's a legitimate business. Yes, now? yes, it is. How do you think this country was founded? <laughs> we'll revisit this another time. Uh, Sam Knight came in today. Says he doesn't even want to talk about hockey on the radio. He doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Ten and two. Caps are ten and two since Barbara Bush died. Beginning to uh, get really hard to deny what's really happening here. It's 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 astonishing. I am truly I'm kind of speechless myself. Is there a game tonight or is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow night. All right. Well, we'll see if uh, Barbara Bush keeps it going here. Thanks to all our new subscribers on the uh, aforementioned Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content. It also gets you your own haiku read on the air by the two Sams, a practice that we do on daily basis and that we're about to do right now. This one is for Who Boy Wow Okay. Dang, really? Yikes, sheesh. I just, I can't, what to say? My goodness, phew, okay. Thank you, Ooh boy, wow, okay. This is for Tarek. They want to hear it, those five words that women love. I am the hell dude. <laughs> Thank you, Tarek. This one is for means for producing thing about haikus their production means or words they're already seized thank you means for producing finally this is for christopher will you relax here 
Christopher Moltisanti, Presto Gabagool. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. I'm sorry. I, I just am only now watching The Sopranos. <laughs> We've got more haikus coming up tomorrow. So if you didn't hear yours, stay tuned. Thanks again to our new subscribers. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Monday, May 14th, 2018. Here's the news. The U.S. officially opened its embassy in Jerusalem today, becoming the first country to fully recognize Israel's claim on the city as its capital. Many American presidents and politicians have talked about making the move. President Trump made it happen, breaking with decades of U.S. policy. Palestinians also claim Jerusalem as their capital. The city is home to many Muslim and Christian residents, and the international community recognizes East Jerusalem as the capital of a future Palestinian state. As you might expect, the embassy opening further antagonized Palestinians who are already living under occupation under a militarized apartheid regime. Thousands gathered in Ramallah in the West Bank to demonstrate the move. Meanwhile, in Gaza, there was a second right-of-return march in as many months, Demonstrators protested the blockade on Gaza, approaching the fence between Gaza and Israeli territory, demanding to be able to return to land they've been locked out of since 1948. And just like at the last right of return action, Israeli forces responded by opening fire. More than a dozen protesters were killed and more than a thousand were wounded, about the same casualty count as the last demonstration. Both rallies were nonviolent. Despite this, the top Democratic lawmaker only had kind words today for Israel and Trump's embassy play. In a statement released this morning, Chuck Schumer said he has supported the move for two decades, saying, quote, every nation should have the right to choose its capital. Every nation except Palestine, evidently. Reminder that just two months ago, Schumer blamed Palestinians for the conflict with Israelis because Palestinians practice the wrong religion. Seriously, Schumer said, quote, we say it's our land, the Torah says it, but they don't believe in the Torah, so that's the reason there is not peace. What a genocide-inciting prick. Yeah, indeed, and what happened today is just absolutely disgusting. It makes you sick. makes you uh, even sicker to listen to Netanyahu, Israeli officials, uh, the IDF, try and wash their hands of all this violence that's going on by blaming Palestinians for all of this. And then to see the White House come out and do the same thing and blame Hamas for what's going on when these are just peaceful individuals marching, organizing, doing the only thing they can do right now. And then knowing that the U.S. allows all this to happen and can do something about it, but won't. And not only that, but they basically actively cheer it on. Yes. States are now free to legalize sports gambling after the Supreme Court struck down a national prohibition against it. Who says there's no such thing as good news, baby? <sighs> Let it ride! In a 6-3 opinion on Monday, the high court determined that the 1992 Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, or PASPA, was unconstitutional. The law required that states pass laws prohibiting gambling, which the justices determined violated the Tenth Amendment's prohibition on commandeering. It was a 6-3 ruling. Uh, Sotomayor... Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Stephen Breyer were part of the opposition. The majority justices conceded that Congress could explicitly pass a federal ban on sports gambling, but if it doesn't, then it's up to states to choose. 
The actions against PASPA were initiated by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who sued in order to get sports betting legal in his state. Now that the Supreme Court has weighed in, sports gambling could open up pretty dang quick around the country. Already, it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry that's both legal and illegal gambling. More than a dozen other states are considering legislation to legalize sports gambling. And like New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Connecticut have already passed new gaming laws to include sports. Uh, Sam, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I already changed our logo to uh, District Sentinel News and Sports Betting Co-op. We're taking bets, baby. (laughs) Get them in. Get them in. Seriously, though, we're not. But you do have a full disclosure to make. Immediately after this decision came out, you ran and uh, placed a few bets on some baseball games. Yeah, I bet $5 uh, on the Braves to beat the Cubs this afternoon, $5 on the over, and a $5 parlay between the two. As of recording, still might happen. Yeah, it's looking. I got the over at least looking good. Uh, the Braves are down one run. But as we were walking in the studio, they were starting <laughs> to rally in the fifth, so we'll see. <laughs> The Trump administration is seeking to relax sanctions on a Chinese telecoms company amid high-level trade talks. ZTE was punished in April by the Commerce Department for allegedly shipping American-made phone parts to North Korea and Iran, a violation of embargoes on the two countries. But the administration has had a change of heart after Trump tweeted yesterday about a conversation he had with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Quote, Too many jobs in China lost. Commerce Department has been instructed to get it done. Not trying to be a uh, gotcha shit lib here, but it's kind of off message for the president. Mm, In any case, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross complied today. According to Reuters, Ross said, quote, ZTE did do some inappropriate things. The question is, are there alternative remedies to the ones we had originally put forward? And that's the area we will be exploring very, very promptly. Ross made the remarks today at the National Press Club. According to Toronto Star reporter Daniel Dale, the Commerce Secretary also revealed inventive tactics to try to calm Chinese fears about mad cow disease and U.S. beef. Ross revealed he told his counterparts that both he and Trump eat a lot of American beef and, quote, there are no signs of mental instability. (laughs) Expect McDonald's to be banned in China by the end of the week. Congressional Democrats accused Donald Trump of stacking federal courts. Democratic senators on the Judiciary Committee authored a new report about the judicial changes under Trump, accusing Republicans in the White House of stacking the courts with unqualified, highly partisan and very young judges who will reshape the courts for generations to come. The lawmakers further state that Republicans have confirmed Trump's judges at a, quote, breakneck speed and, quote, fundamentally changed the process for consideration and eliminating traditions that had been followed for over a century. My blue slips. (laughs) Now, it took on average 254 days for President Obama's first 15 judges to be confirmed. For Trump, only 131 days. Damn. Yeah. Republicans notoriously blocked many of President Obama's judicial appointments. The former president had just 53 vacancies to fill when he took office compared to 112 vacancies open for Trump to fill. And Trump has filled them with uh, some real gems. Four of (laughs) President Trump's nominees, two court vacancies, actually carried a, quote, not qualified rating from the American Bar Association. Two things about this. Uh, One, complain as they might be doing zero chance democrats try to impeach these judges uh if and when they ever take power back 
And number two, the uh, discrepancy in the rate of approval doesn't account for Republican obstructionism because in those 254 days where Obama's first 15 judges were confirmed, the Democrats controlled both houses of Congress. Yeah, well, they didn't have a filibuster proof in the Senate. Oh, that's right, because of uh, Ted Kennedy. Quick update. The Atlanta Braves rallied in the top of the fifth and are now up six to four. <laughs> so you Looking got the good. over. You got, the, got over. the over. Finally, in the newscast over the weekend, Senator Joe Donnelly came out in support the nomination of Gina Haspel to lead the CIA. Yeah. Donnelly becomes the second Democrat to support the unapologetic war criminal. And his support all but assures Haspel's confirmation. You know, Rand Paul was against her confirmation. John McCain isn't there to vote, although he was also against her nomination, even if he was there. So Republicans needed two Dems to pass her nomination. And they got it, thanks to the two Joes. Pretty appalling, if you ask me. Footnote. Rand Paul might have flip-flopped because he flip-flopped on Pompeo. Other footnote, I think John McCain probably would have made that statement if he actually had to vote. He would be voting for Haspel if he actually had to vote, yeah. and this wasn't just about grandstanding. Or it's just not the tumor talking. That's the newscast, folks. <laughs> Before we go, let's check out the old listener rant line. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. This is Gloria from Los Angeles. Um, a few Fridays ago on the Sentinel cast, y'all were talking about the shit that Joanne Reed tried to pull. And Sam Knight said that the old versions of her blog came from an Internet archive. Um, well, I'm just calling to clarify that they came from the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine, uh, which is available at archive.org, where you can find a bunch of other cool shit that they do, like the TV News Archive, 15 million freely downloadable books. They also have a badass software collection, which is actually the largest vintage and historical software library in the world. And they're a nonprofit, so if you like what you're doing, you should give them some money. Um, I also had a question for you. Does intern Nate have to write a paper summarizing what he learned during his internship? And uh, if so, can you share it with the patrons who, you know, paid for all of his unpaid labor? Thank you. Pretty sure uh, Nate learned absolutely nothing, to be honest. <laughs> I, I would really like for him to write that paper. Um, he's going to have to do it if he wants course credit. <laughs> and I uh, second Gloria's thoughts about the Wayback Machine. Very Yes, very great uh, uh, resource. And uh, thanks for correcting us and uh, giving it a plug. I'd say more of a clarification. Clarification, right. This might be a little late, but I uh, just wanted to say, internet, we're going to miss you. You are far a far better podcast sidekick than the fucking talking out of both sides of his mouth. Different politics depending on who's in the room. Trust fund child. Fucking unprincipled hack that is the sidekick of a certain Sam Cedar. And while you're no Grove City, Erica, you did a good job. And you will be missed. Goodbye. Uh, that's, uh, Nate's favorite caller calling in again there, uh, still giving solidarity to Nate, though I'm not sure who he's talking about in the other sidekick. I don't listen to much Sam Cedar. I, I don't know who he's talking about, but, uh, I share the caller's views about internate. I miss my sweet boy. <laughs> hey, how's it going? So, this is the guy who called, like, a week ago about Syria. And I just want to say the level of discourse on this rant line is appalling. All this talk about tea being stored in the vault 
Okay. So I'm a scientist, and I can tell you that pee is stored in the penis. <laughs> That's why it's called the penis. It's common sense. And along those lines, I have a haiku for you. Pee is stored in the penis, you fucking dumbass. The balls are hollow. <laughs> That must be why it hurts uh, when you get hit in the balls because they're hollow. Yeah, it's, it's a good theory. I mean, I'll have to think it over. Plus, the linguistic proof is uh, is pretty damning. Hashtag the balls are hollow. Hi, boys. This is the uh, current administrator of the EPA, Scott Pruitt. Uh, first off, I want to thank you, boys, for your fair and frankly flattering coverage of my recent time in the spotlight. I know you're on Team Pruitt. But more to the point, I feel compelled to express gratitude for allowing your intern the room he's been needing to grow. Staying power has been sorely wanting lately here at the EPA, but we've been given (laughs) adequate assurances that Nathan has been a comfortable bedfellow with resilience in the face of oppression and have accepted his application to intern here at the EPA. I just know, can tell by looking into his sweet face, that Nathan's going to positively thrive here. His eyes have that rascally glint that I really look for in my age, the one that says, hey, while I might be a barefoot, lefty LaCroix drinking panty waist, I would never. Got at the bankrolling of a long-needed and practical, in my view, checkout box. I know you boys do haiku, so I wrote one in celebration to share. A waste of money, $43,000 boost to share with Nate. <laughs> uh, thanks again, boys. Take care. Improve. I thought it was funny that Nate was being a bit dodgy with us about his uh, his next gig. Yeah, it turns out he's uh, scrubbing he, down scrubbing. Scott Bruce's jack-off <laughs> I wouldn't want to tell you that, too, if I got that job. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, Mr. Pruitt. One last listener calling in here. Reading Samuel. Samuel. Uh, if intern Nathan is around. Hello. Greetings, intern Nathan. Solidarity with intern Nathan. But also, uh, fuck you, intern Nathan. <laughs> Oh, this is the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, calling in. Well, boys, as usual, I've been listening to the show lately on my dirt box. And, uh, well, I've been hearing some interesting phone calls. It appears that we have some imposters being some uh, pranksters. And, well, I can't help but feel flattered that so many of y'all Enjoy my farm, where, of course, I grow big naturals. But, folks, there's only one Big Daddy Turtle, and there can be only one Big Daddy Turtle. And that Big Daddy Turtle is going to be sitting here, chilling with the Sams, tapping my foot to the sweet, sweet dulcet tones coming out of my dirt box. Big Daddy Turtle out, bitch. Mitch McConnell, our uh, loyal listener. And dare I say, I never thought I'd be saying this, but friend. 
I think he's become a friend of the show. I, uh, you know, the, uh, the life sometimes throws you a curveball. Yeah, stranger <laughs> things have happened. And then you bet $5 that that curveball gets knocked out of the park. <laughs> and it does. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Other sponsors, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. The newscast returns tomorrow. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.